Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. And welcome to episode 20 of the AI Comic Pod. Uh, with me, as always, is Rory. Hello, mate. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. And of course, I am Stu, the wonderful and the magnificent. Uh, we're going to be doing the Flash season two. Uh, we were supposed to be doing Gotham this week with Mr. Joseph Connors and the uh, the wonderful Nina, first lady of Anfield, Causa. But Joey's had his uh, had a son in the last couple of days. He's named him Parker. So we, we want to send our congratulations to him. We will hopefully get him on in the next week or two as and when he's able to fit it in around his, his family. Just wanted to keep you updated because I think we had set, we've been saying for a while now that we're going to be doing Gotham and we're going to be doing Gotham. We are definitely going to do it, but we've got our hearts set on. We're doing it with Joey and with Nina and we'll wait for them. So we will get there eventually. But as I say, we're going to do the Flash season two. It finished what? About is that about six weeks ago, two months? Yeah, about six weeks. Yeah. So there's there's been plenty of time now for for everyone to have caught up with it. So anything that we're saying shouldn't be a spoiler, but just in case anyone hasn't, we're going to be covering the whole of season two up to and including the, the finale. So there's going to be spoilers. There's going to be big reveals in there. So if you haven't watched all the episodes, just pause this one binge watch the rest of season two and then come back and, and carry on listening to us. Don't go away. We we can't afford it. We've we've not got that many listeners. So season two started off a little bit a little bit up in the air. If you remember at the end of season one, the, the there was a big sort of I mean how would you describe it, it was almost like a black hole, wasn't it? Opens up yeah. above above Central City because of what Barry did to try and eliminate um, the reverse flash and get rid of him and Eddie ends up killing himself which actually removes him from the timeline but then this giant portal opens up and the last thing we saw was Barry spiralling up into the air, jumping across bits of debris and he goes into the middle of it when we when we come back in season 2, it's actually Firestorm which destroys the singularity um, and in the process of doing so, 
it looks like Ronnie has died. Professor Stein is okay, but Ronnie, who of course is the body of Firestorm, looks to have gone. And and Barry seems to take this really badly. He, he goes on a bit of a one man crusade. He, he's no longer willing to use his friends as part of Team Flash. He'd rather go it alone so that nobody else dies. Cisco's gone and got a job working with the police. Caitlin's gone and got a job at Mercury Labs, who are one of Star Labs' big rivals. And it, it's all a little bit up in the air. And the they have a ceremony to honor the Flash for the you know for everything he's done. And that's when we get introduced to the Atom Smasher, who yeah. little little popcorn moment is played by um, Edge from uh, the WWE, which I thought was a nice little nice little cameo because they needed someone who's quite big and beefy, and you know, wrestlers big beefy says it all really. Says it all, yeah, yeah. And then and then they they introduced the big bad. Now I I, I remember reading a lot of a lot of reviews from. Uh, at the end of season one, where people were sort of saying, right, well, the, they've done a speedster now as, as the villain for season one. I hope you don't do it again for season two. And of course they did. So we've gone from reverse flash to zoom. Did you, I mean, what did you think about it when they had the reveal? Were you sort of concerned thinking, oh God, they're doing another speedster? Yeah. I remember when we discussed season one, um, and I think, I think season two was about halfway in at that stage relatively so obviously we were trying to not discuss that but I felt like it was a little bit repeating itself we said that they pretty much pulled out the all the stops for the first series you know like he was a perfect villain perfectly played probably the best actor in the show do you know what I mean in oh, terms without of, a doubt Tom Cavanagh yeah exactly so it felt quite hard to kind of live up to that and and I know you've read a bit of the comics so your background is a little bit more extensive than mine but it the, the Earth 2 element of it at first to me I, I struggled to get my head around it a little bit and struggled to enjoy it and embrace it I think it probably wasn't until about a third of this series in that I really started to to enjoy it um, I think I it felt saying. I remember yeah. saying at one point you got to about halfway through and you were really I think at one point you were contemplating just not bothering, weren't you? Because you were well. Really, it was more. Arrow, it. I think it was Arrow more than Flash that I was getting a little bit tired of. But I think with Arrow, I'd I'd watched it one to four, you know, relentlessly. So I had to catch up on the whole thing. Um, the Flash was quite addictive in season one. I, I you know, I, I wasn't knowing what to expect. Um, whereas the season felt a little bit more predictable um, at times. But then half the way through, it completely flipped it all on its head. So, um, and and then onwards, I was absolutely hooked to this season. And I, I I think I rated it higher than the first, which I never thought I would do. But that second half of this series was just excellent. It just got better and better and better. Um, so yeah, I, I I thought Speedster was a bit predictable, and I wasn't convinced by it. To be honest, it felt a little bit. A bit cheesy, you know, the way he's all he's CGI'd and I don't know, didn't do a lot for me at first, but I, I grew to like Zoom's character as we got to know who he was and, and things like that, so it got more interesting. Yeah, I, th- I think that was probably the bit that really dragged a lot of people in, because it, it, it was sort of being a little bit paint-by-numbers, wasn't it? Every week it was, 
oh, we've got this one bad guy. Now we've defeated him. Now it's the yeah. next week. Now we've got this other one. So the first one, you've got Atom Smasher. Then the next one, you had uh, Sand Demon. Then you had the little love story with um, Captain Cold, Sister Golden Glider. And then, then they sort of segued a little bit and then they started the search for the new half of Firestorm where we got to meet Jax. But then at the end of that episode, that was when we first saw King Shark, which yeah. I, I thought was, for me, from a villain point of view, was a big turning point because he was the first villain they'd done that was 100% CGI. And you just knew that him being on screen was gobbling up so much of their budget. And the CW doesn't have a huge budget. You're not, it's not like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. being on CBS. No, not CBS, on Fox. Yeah. Supergirl being on CBS. You know, that major networks with major amounts of money. The CW is one of the small players, so they can't afford to have, you know, eight to ten minutes of a villain who's solely CGI because their CGI budget's got to go on animating Barry. You know, when he, when he's doing his running. We laughed about that, didn't we, with Arrow that they had to take out the mansion because it was eating into their budget to yeah. watch one of the series. And yeah, you do know with them that they are nowhere near, you know, look at HBO. I mean, Game of Thrones cost how much an episode? It's, it's something astonishing. It's like a, oh, it's a dread to five, five million dollars or, or something. I might be exaggerating that a little bit. Um, but you just look at something at the scale of that. And that's why I think we, we talked up the flash so much because we knew what it was operating on and yet it kept coming out. I mean, the visuals are still stunning. It's probably one of the, the best graphic looking, you know, TV series out there. It really is. Um, and they've just, you know, they just increased it. And I, I, I thought the shark animation was, was really good. I was, you know, we, we said, um, Crod was quite clouded in, you know, you didn't see him fully very often. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So it was quite a little bit like, well, they can work with the shadows and, and, you know, that's where they can limit themselves. But, but, you know, sharks on full, full view. Do you know what I mean? So they had to, had to get it right. And I, I thought it was, it was great actually. I genuinely did. Yeah, and and then we speaking of Grodd, and then not long after that, Grodd did come back in, and this he did. We uh, this was one of my favorite episodes of the season because it really delved into the 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 psyche of Grodd, where he he's trying to create more of himself. He he clearly feels like an outsider. He's too advanced for humans. Yeah, and he but he's even more advanced than than other primates and other gorillas. So he wants to create another batch of chemicals, and he wants to recreate what was done to him so that he'll have a, you know, a whole race of super intelligent gorillas to, to play with and presumably to terrorize the city. And at the end that of it, sentence in any other context is just mental. You have to really watch this show. Otherwise that, you know, would mean absolutely nothing to you. But I, I think that killer shark and, and Grodd are ones that, that probably turned certain people off. I think we've got to be honest with that because I think King King Shark probably did because a lot King of Shark, yeah. a lot of people are probably more tolerant to say Atom Smasher, a guy that can become really big and you know is really strong. Yeah, or, or people that can change the I don't know control structure. the weather or yeah yeah it, so, it, something that would make lo- sense a bit more logical. Well, I mean we discussed this before, but but more logical. It's with, more normal, with, isn't it? It's more run of the mill supervillain and superhero stuff rather than a, a, a shark that walks on land and is what, <laughs> I mean, he must be a good nine, ten foot tall or something weigh, you know, yeah. weigh, weigh a good few hundred pounds more than a normal shark would 
and he looks a bit weird and he talks and it, it's it's hard really get to a get feel for him in that first intro because he was he was in it for a matter of seconds, wasn't he? And it was clearly just a little breadcrumb of luck. We yeah. brought him in, he's in the universe, we'll come back to him. And then when they did come back to him, I mean that that was what that was in the last third when they had that yeah, episode. You had, it, the, you had the it was animation. it was really towards towards the end, wasn't it? Yeah, the animation was great, but um I think you're right. Barry they... running on water and he's he's jumping up and out in it looked great. So you've got Barry's yellow lightning behind him, and then you've got this gigantic man mountain jumping out the water and crashing behind him. And it was, and it was, it was a nicely coordinated one because you had the, the interplay. You had Giggle in there, which was good. Yeah, um, given the the link over to Arrow because everyone else. And Lila was in, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah, Lila was there because she's she's then linking in with Argus. And to me, that that episode episode felt more Batman than. Than, than flat. Yeah, I, I, I don't can, know why. I can see that. No, 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 I can see that. It's, it's, there's times with it where it's difficult when you're watching one week to the next because I was quite lucky the fact that, you know, I watched the first series back to back. And when you can binge watch something, those kind of episodes, they work quite well. But when they're in a separate context, you know, watching every week, they're a bit random. Do you know what I mean? Because that episode, it's like, well, you know, what's King Shark doing here and why is Diggle involved? And, you know, it, it sometimes feels a little bit like they're not driving the, the whole story in the second series. Um, it did that in the first little bit, um, where you'd have a, a standalone episode of, of a villain and that was no correlation to what was happening, you know, uh, elsewhere. But this series, when it got going properly was when the storyline was developing, you know, and there was that episode that was split over two, wasn't it? Kind of part one and part two of when they're yeah. on Earth two, I think. Yeah, welcome um, to Earth two and then escape from Earth two. Yeah, so you know when they started to get into that and you see more of what's going on, that's what grips me about this this program. That's why I like it so much. Um, I think I struggle with the standalone episodes because I think they're just trying to throw in villains and characters a bit like Gotham did, especially in, in first series where it's a, it's a villain introduction every episode, more or less where I, it doesn't flow with me. Cause I, I don't really want to watch the next one as much, you, you know, with the best series, you really want to tune in next week to see what's going to happen. Do you know what I mean? So um, that's where the whole watching it once a series is done a little bit like daredevil and Jessica Jones, cause they're released in that way. I think that works better with me. Um, but Flash, when it got going, is is a really excellent series. And it's quite underrated, I think, by a lot of people. Um, I think a lot of people that tune into it, like I did, a little bit later, really enjoy it. I've, I've heard really good feedback from a lot of people. Yeah, and, and that two-parter that you mentioned, that was definitely one of the highlights. I, I can see why for a lot of people the Earth 2 stuff is a little bit, mm, okay. And I think in a way... It, a lot of people probably felt like that when it was first written into the comics, you know, decades ago. Yeah. And But it, it's a pretty standard thing. It's not just a DC thing. Marvel have a multiverse as well. They, their naming convention's a bit different. The, 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 the main Marvel universe, I believe, I think it's Earth 616. Whereas in, in DC, they've just gone, you know, really basic. Earth 1, Earth 2, Earth 3. And some of them are well known. So yeah. Earth, Earth 1 is what we're on now, you know, the established one. Earth 2 is the one where everything's a little bit different, where I think Earth 2 is where the Justice Society were. So that was 
the original Flash J Garrett, the original Green Lantern um, Alan Scott, yeah, yeah, and the right. old 40s, 50s uh, superheroes. And that was their way of explaining it. So rather than saying, well, we've just got a younger Flash, a younger Green Lantern, a younger this one, a younger that one, they said, well, actually, no, these guys exist on a completely different world because that way they didn't, I, I assume it must have partly been, it's well, a lazy get out, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. basically, it, it's the it's the whole thing about comics in the same way with sci-fi. You know, with with Star Trek, you can always just go, oh, you know, matter transporters and and with different Star Wars, planet, different, go, yeah, yeah, different yeah, light years, you know, energy fields and all kinds. It's the same in comics. That there is always a way to write yourself out of a corner that you back yourself into. So if you don't want to kill off the the golden age of heroes, put them on another planet. And then Earth 3 was, everything was on its head where everyone's a villain. So Batman, uh, Superman and Batman, Green Lantern, the Flash and Wonder Woman are actually the crime. Is that the, is that the bizarro type stuff? Or is uh, that am I? It, it's not bizarro stuff, but it, it, everything's a little bit backwards. So yeah. like, they're the crime syndicate. They're the bad guys. Superman's like a tyrant and Lex Luthor. Is actually the good guy. Lex no, Luthor so they flipped the whole thing in reverse. Which again okay. is another way of just going. Oh, someone. I mean, someone probably just sat there and went, "I wonder what it'd be like if Superman was a bit of a dick." Ah, <laughs> they probably thought, "Well, we've written this story. What's the cheap and easy way of, of rewriting it so everyone's slightly different or slightly opposite?" It's like, "Yeah, there you go. There's another Earth. Let's stick that on there." So, yeah, I know what you mean. I, I think sci-fi films struggle a little bit with with plot holes and stuff because when they're talking about time travel or when they're talking about, oh, I, I don't know, there's always plot holes in sci-fi films, but um, they struggle to, to give a, a, a valid viewpoint explanation, whatever. Um, and people literally just rip them to pieces. Whereas comics have an easier out with, with these kind of things, you know? So um, I think you're right. I think it's, it works quite well, but from a, a non-comic reader perspective of, of these comics anyway, it does take some getting used to. I, I think a lot of people go, well, it's just a bit easy, isn't it, to have yeah. a view? You know, it's, but, it, but uh, these episodes did come out as some of the best. I'm just looking at the, at the score. Oh, they did. Now. Yeah, yeah, they, they did. did. You're getting just shy of four million viewers, whereas the rest of the series is somewhere between three and three and a half. It so definitely peaked. It definitely peaked. The interest in it, it, it's grown and grown, really. So yeah. um, I think one it, of the reasons why it slowed down before then, they started to segue off into Legends of Tomorrow because they, they brought Kenny yeah, Storm, I didn't like that. In, a.k.a. Yeah. Port Girl. We had the episode where it crossed over with Arrow uh, and they were trying to take down Vandal Savage. And then you had Cisco's visions where uh, he he he's obviously fallen for Kendra and he sees her as Hawk Girl. And I think a lot of people fell off the, the, the wagon a little bit with that because they were thinking, well, hang on, I'm watching The Flash. Why are you introducing a new two, three, four new characters now when they're going to get their own show? Why don't you introduce them on their own show? And a lot of people haven't gone. A lot of people went from Arrow to Flash. Yes. But a lot of people haven't then gone from Flash to Legends of Tomorrow because I've spoken to it quite a few who've gone. Well, um, yeah, oh, myself on. being one of them like, as well. Like, to be you, like you said about the, the sci-fi thing, this has gone. The, this has made the leap now from comic to comic sci-fi, and now when you're dealing with time travel and all the the butterfly effect that goes with it and all the rest of it, I think that's a bit much for the casual viewer. Well, Even it I is. Struggled, I, I yeah. struggled with a lot of season one of Legends because it just. The dialogue was wooden. The storyline was, at times, thrilling. At other times, 
like watching paint dry and I was only watching it because I like a couple of the characters. I love the Atom, the, the Ray Palmer version of the Atom. Yeah, 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 yeah. When I started reading comics, he was the Atom. And I've always liked Hawkman and Hawk Girl. They, they were always stables of the Justice League for me. They were always, yeah, they were always well-liked characters. I mean, I, I knew them growing up. And, yeah, I, I love kind of Ray Palmer's portrayal. And, um, oh, is it Brandon? Brandon Ralph. Ralph, yeah, exactly. He's absolutely um, fantastic. He's just really dry and he works really well in, in the role. And, um, yeah, I think he's found a good niche. But, you know, we, we've said before with it, it's it's very forced, Legends of Tomorrow. It, it, it feels to me like they're forcing it down your throat a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I think Bye. the second season's probably going to go more down that way. I'm pleased about that because, we, well, mind you, we're probably not going to do a Legends pod because Rory's um, not that interested in it. And I I'm don't, stubborn. I, yeah. And I, I don't think there's that many people that listen to, to the pod that actually. No, I mean, it. I know, I mean, I spoke to Gags. Gags is quite a big fan. I, I watched the first series, uh, our first episode or two, and I'm, I'm trying to get into it, but I, it's just too far fetched. You, you for can't me, force you know? it. If, if no, you force exactly. it, you're not going to take it on board, are you? And you won't well, be able I watched to talk Super, about I've it. watched the first couple of episodes of Supergirl, and, and, and I'm going to go back to that because it's much more enjoyable. Um, it's just a little bit more fun. Um, I think Legends <laughs> just felt a little bit forced fun. Do you know what I mean? You, here's a story. You, you're going to like it. We'll throw loads of characters at it. And it's like, no, you're just making up shit as you go along. And um, the reason I like The Flash, uh, and especially the first kind of couple of series of Arrow, really, is is I felt the script was solid, you know, and I, and I felt like the characters were being established over time. You're not just throwing established characters at a series and going, oh, there's a load of characters, everyone will love it bit of action that's fun you know it's it's kind of paid by numbers it, it's dumbing things down a lot it is I, yeah. I think the flash when it's done that does bother me but when it's it's much more smarter writing especially in the second half of this series um and you start to get into the deeper plots and i remember you doing a lot of uh you know who's behind the mask kind of stuff and a lot of tweets after episodes and yeah um building kind of buzz and momentum and i i really got into that i was watching flash you know, the morning lunch after it, it came out every day in the US like you do. And it was, it was a really good series. Um, they got some, they got some very good mileage out of it. Cause once you got past the first few episodes of the season, yeah, where it, it, it was more singular villains that the, the, the main storyline, the Zoom story was just bubbling away in the background. So first we meet this Jay Garrick. To, to, to me, I was like, oh my God, it's Jay Garrick. It's, it's the Flash from Earth 2. <laughs> but yeah. to everyone else, he was just a completely new guy. Teddy Sears was brilliant. He, he was, he, he was, he was good. He, it's a strange, it's kind of all American, almost Captain America. Very. But, yeah. He's but, got, but cheesy still American. kind of thing, you know, like that kind of, yeah, over elaborate American hero kind of portrayal. It was, it was, it, yeah, he played it well. And then when they started sort of knitting these bits together and then we get, uh, Patty Spivet comes in, who's another one from the comics. Yeah. And that was good because that gave you a bit of a break from the Barry and Iris, will they, won't they? Slash yeah, they played that to, to death a little bit, didn't they, to be yeah. honest, and, in the first series. And they needed to do the logical thing. They couldn't just keep doing that. Oh, but we grew up together. And, oh, I've been in love with you since I was eight years old. Because if you keep doing that, they're going to run the risk of turning it into a rom-com. So It's border, need... borderline incest as well. I'm just going to put that out there. Yeah, but you would, though. <laughs> you just would. Candy's pattern's lovely. 
And Grant Gustin's a very handsome man. I thought you might say that. Well, I've got big Jürgen's y- sexy reds. Big Jürgen's tall, blonde, sexy reds. <laughs> <laughs> So that they needed to do that. They needed to change it up a little bit. And then every episode, you just start getting these little bits in the background. Zoom's here. Who the hell is Zoom? Why is his lightning blue? That was one of the big things, wasn't it? Because they teased Zoom in the, the Comic-Con trailer. Yeah. And, and all they did was they took a piece of footage from before season one where you saw Barry whizzing around the city. And all they did was they changed the lightning from yellow to blue. And at first, when people saw it, they were going, Oh, well, that, that's just the normal footage. But then I remember watching a video about it. I think it was Emergency Awesome, who I always go on about. And he was like, yeah, but has nobody noticed that it's blue lightning? This is a different speedster. This isn't Barry. This isn't the reverse flash. This is somebody new, somebody who maybe is using a different speed force or a different part of it. And we never really got an answer to the blue lightning until we met the girl whose name was don't tell me trajectory and that and, trajectory. I, mean, I mean that was episode 16 so we were three quarters say, of the way through the season yeah. before we finally found out that the link between the blue lightning and zoom was the use of velocity nine the only thing is that, i mean that was hinted at a lot before do you know what i mean it, you know it, it was kind of yeah there was a lot of kind of hints towards the Jay Garrick element of things. I mean, it, it was difficult to pinpoint exactly where they were going with it um, because I, I just wasn't sure. But they, if you probably go back and watch it, knowing the outcome of everything, you'd probably, yeah, it's, it's probably right in front of your face. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I don't it, it think. It seems it. I watched something the other day and I, I forget what the reasoning was, but it was one of those things and it really was a case of, Go back and watch this scene from this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then tell me that the clue wasn't right there. I mean, the, the people it, still seem to struggle to, to add it together because you get, you know, your IGNs and your, your major websites, you know, dropping your kind of hints and, 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 and tips and all that, but they don't know the answer to who was behind this and, you know, all that kind of stuff. I think you predicted certain elements of it, didn't you, in the end? I, but, I was um, convinced that Zoom was going to be. Uh, Barry's dad, Barry's you? dad from Earth. Yeah, I was absolutely convinced because I'd seen a like a, a cross section where somebody had taken Zoom and that. Barry yeah. and, and and Henry, sorry, and they put them together over two or three um, pictures where you gradually phase in Zoom's mask in, and it looked like he had the right shaped head. The eyes looked very similar, but then it was the positioning. The eyes were in the same place. The nose the cheekbones, the everything, and it just looked like it was him. And obviously that was a little bit wider than Mark, and it turns out that Henry was actually the man in the iron mask. And so I got it backwards. I thought Henry Henry Allen was going to be Zoom, and it was going to be Jay Garrick, uh, sorry, Teddy yeah. Sears under the uh, the iron mask, and it's actually the other way around. But that I like the way they did it. I think it was a great reveal. So we, we, we've now skipped way ahead to, to just wrap up the Zoom storyline. So it turns out that Hunter Zolomon, who is the name of one of one of the reverse flashes, has has taken on the name of Jay Garrick. So it it, it all gets I, I think for some people maybe that got a little bit confusing going, hang on, hang on. So he's pretending to be him, but he's got his name and he's not who he think who you think he is. And you know, it it got a little bit sort of muddled, but to me, I thought the reveal was great because I did not expect it to be as we knew him, Jay Garrett, no, a.k.a. No. Hunter Zolomon, Zoom, I just didn't think, because 
it, it seemed too obvious because they'd already done the, the, there was that bit in season one where you had the reverse flash in the, that, that field where he was being held and he was yes. both in and out at the same time. And I was thinking, well, he couldn't be both. You know, the, the bit where you see Zoom kill Jay. Yeah. I never would have expected that. But then they introduced this new element where he's gone back and got an earlier version of himself to, to, to come it, That would have thrown a lot of people. I, I, I think that's a bit, as they call it, tiny-whiny. That's messing around with it a little bit and making it a little bit overly complicated. Yeah, I, I think they wanted to double bluff, triple bluff, you know, the, the audience a little bit because until you start throwing those elements in that are unbeknown to a lot of people, you, you can't then, you know, you know, you know, Web those kind of storylines together. You can't Jay, Jay at that point. Everyone's well. It can't be Jay. Do you know what I mean? Because you know yeah, he's you, killed. You completely wrote him off. Yeah, exactly. And I think a lot of people still went. Well, maybe this, maybe that. But you, you know, it, it that has to make things a little bit further away, just to kind of convince that storyline and, and just kind of double buff you every time and stuff. So. You know, it's a little bit lazy writing, but equally, I still think those last episodes after you'd found out were, were just awesome. I, I yeah. really did think they were great. Um, just when the, he, the origin for um, for Hunter Zolomon was brilliant as well. The bit where it yeah, starts that, exactly, yeah, exactly. His father murder his mother, and he, he's forced him to watch, and then he turns to a life of crime, and he ends up uh, he's a convicted serial killer, and as the Earth two um, particle accelerator explodes he's in the middle of getting electroconvulsive shock therapy yeah. and that's what imbues him with the speed force and that was good but you think they left that till episode 18 so they were only what five, five episodes from the end so they really really left it late to sit down and go right this is who he is this is where he's from this is his deal but that, that the back half was infinitely better than the first half it really did pick up it, it it needed to in fairness. Yes. I, I thought the first half was a lot of a lot of posturing really, um, and it was kind of a little bit ponderous. And I think it started to lose people until maybe Zoom kicked in around kind of episode six, um, and then it started to build a little bit of momentum. Um, but the second half, yeah, you got to say probably episode seventeen onwards, um, probably the finest it's been. I'd say. I mean, it does. Ah, series one has got some great episodes, really good standout episodes and, and really built well towards the end as well. So you can see why they do it. I sometimes wonder whether they could squeeze it into maybe 10 episodes rather than pushing the whole 20, uh, three. Jesus, that's yeah. a lot, isn't it? I, I, maybe not 10, maybe 12, but there's times with that and the arrow that I, I just think sometimes they're, they're not covering any ground. Do you know what I mean? The storyline isn't really moving anywhere. Um, and that they're, they're almost filling a little bit at times. Um, and I just think, I don't know. I don't like to always compare and stuff, but it's Daredevil 10 episodes, 10 hour long uh, episodes, 13. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, they're probably shorter than Daredevil episodes. Maybe yeah, not. They are probably touch with all the adverts and, and stuff and the way they're done. But if you, if you could build it into maybe 16 episodes or something and just scale it down a little bit, I think you'd probably get a slightly better outcome because I think you just wouldn't need to throw as many characters at it and as many villains and 
just stick to the core story and rather than just going off on trajectories. But I guess the whole bigger picture is that they're trying to, you know, Arrow and this and Legends now and, and Supergirl now it's moving across. Is it moving across? Yeah, super. I was going to mention that Supergirl has been... It, it's weird that CBS did all their renewals really early, but then yeah. nothing happened with Supergirl. They just left it and left it and left it. And everyone thought that it was getting canned, which if you've watched the whole of the season would have been very, very harsh because they left it on quite a, you know, quite a big. It got better than it. Most people say it, it got did. improved. It, yeah. It, it really picked up. It really did get better. And it is worth watching. It, I struggled for the first three or four episodes and then it really gained some traction and every week was just brilliant. But now it, it sort of migrated for CBS didn't want it, but they didn't want to can it. So what they've done is they've migrated it over to, to CW, yeah. but it doesn't exist on Earth. One Supergirl exists on a different Earth and Barry was able to cross over there when he was using the, uh, the tachyon particle generator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know how they're going to manage that because they've talked up a four way crossover between Arrow, Flash, Legends and Supergirl. I don't quite know how they're going to do that if they continue down the road of, well, everyone else, those other three shows are all on Earth 1, and she's on Earth 4 or 5 or something. So I, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's going to be to do with what happens at the end of, of The Flash, where they've basically done the Flashpoint paradox, where Barry's changed everything. Or maybe yeah. maybe they go and maybe they bring her back or something. I, I don't know how they're going to work it. But also the logistics of crossing four shows, it just... Originally, when when the, when the show crossed over, the the word came out of of, uh, of CW that it wasn't going to be a four way. You might have Arrow goes to Flash and Legends as well, but then it might only be the Flash that links in with Supergirl because Flash is the one that's easiest to say. Right, well he's gone over to a different Earth because Legends is all about time travel. They've not got dimension jumping or anything like that, but supposedly it's going to be a four way crossover. I it, just yeah, I it, don't know what they'll do with busy. Legends. Yeah, I think it could get too busy. Um, I think Arrow and Flash played it pretty well on the most part. You know what I mean? When they've crossed over, um, I think it's added a bit to the characters. You, you can see that it's kind of direct. I don't know direct implications on on Barry. You know uh, when he's he's been spending time with with all that kind of universe. Do you know what I mean? And and, and vice versa, really. So it's. It's been good for them, but I, I just don't think they should overcomplicate things too much. I mean, we've still got more Arrow to come. That's confirmed, isn't it? Season five. Yeah, it's. I think it's actually been renewed for seasons five and six. Oh, Jesus. Really? Yeah. Well, we we need to do another Arrow pod, don't yeah, we? Yeah, I know. We need to do another we Arrow pod. We only did the first couple. Not going to give much away, but yeah, I, I don't know, mate. I, I, I really... Whereas, like, The Flash, for me, I just want to watch more, 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 whereas The Arrow in the last series just left me pretty cold towards the end. Just because I think four seasons of something, when the storyline has got as far as it needs to go, you know, I think that's that's right to me. Do you know what I mean? I, I think that's fine. I think they're quite obsessed with making shows too long. Um, I almost think if you just gave me another series of The Flash, I'd be quite happy with it. Uh, you know, I know it sounds strange, but I just think... You don't want to overly 
I don't know. I just don't think you need to to overdo it. You know, Game of Thrones, look at the source material. It's huge. Do you know what I mean? It makes sense. Um, There's so many characters and and plot lines and story arcs and stuff. Whereas we said in this series of The Flash, sometimes it felt a little bit, little bit reached and, 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 you know, there's a lot of directions they can go in in the next series, but it's just making sure that they don't keep things going for the, the sake of the numbers because I, I think the numbers will, will drop off. I think the flash is, is growing now. I think, you know, the movie worries me as it does you. Yeah. Um, not well, just because worries, of the casting. Infuriates. Makes well, me sick. I know, but if it's done right, it could be awesome. Do you know what I mean? It like, could, it could I, be I really good. Admit, I've softened up a little bit since, since hearing about the, the, the scene that's already been shown to advanced audiences from the Justice League. Yeah. Where, uh, Barry, Barry comes into his apartment dressed in his flash gear and Bruce Wayne's sitting there. Yeah, that sounds it, pretty it, cool. It, it's very reminiscent of, of Peter walking into his apartment and he sees Tony Stark sitting there with Aunt it May. Sounds and pretty it, similar. It, it does sound good. I have major hangups over Ezra Miller and I've said them time and time again. I don't agree with this massive brick wall that they've built between the TV and the movies. I think. If that was me, and you know what, I think if it was Kevin Feige that was doing this, yeah, Kevin Feige was the DC god, you know, the one that pulls the universe together. I think he'd have Grant Gustin and Stephen Amell in the films because he knows the value of familiarity and sticking with an audience that's loyal and that's that's. Grown I just as don't well. think the deals have been placed as well. I said to you before that they feel very separate in in their entities do you know what i mean whereas you feel like disney is allowed and trusted netflix to make the best series it can make do you know what i mean or, or best two series it can make um in, in jessica jones and, and then build upon that with you know daredevil and, and beyond I, I i just you could see those characters the way they've been written and developed coming into the the film universe quite smoothly and seamlessly whereas I don't know. Maybe their vision for the films of these are just nowhere near what they are in the series, which will disappoint a lot of people because I think the series are really strong. You know, they've both got their, their major merits, but you just can't see, I can't see a, a Zack Snyder-esque universe with the flash in its current standing as TV show. And I, you know, I, I think that's the major flaw in it more than anything else is because Flash TV show is, is, it's legitimately good television. It's really good. It is. But, and, it, and it's done a very, very good job of bridging the divide between people who read comics, people who watch other comic shows, and people who just like good TV, just normal, yeah. not really that asked about comics, couldn't tell you who the Justice League are, but have probably watched all the Marvel films and have maybe watched you know, a bit of Arrow and stuff and just want to watch good TV. They've done a brilliant job of bringing all those different types of people together under one umbrella and they get good figures for, for, for the type of show it is on the size of network oh, it is. Yeah, 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 they do. They get good figures. Yeah, and, and the thing with it as well is like, you know, The Flash is almost uh, a DC version of, well, not quite, but but kind of Spider-Man in the sense that it's, 
quite a younger audience, do you know what I mean, in, in its way and, and kind of, you know, you couldn't say that about Arrow um, at times. And, you know, it's quite family friendly, but then it, it's, it's quite edgy as well. It, it kind of bridges a lot of divides. It, it's quite rare that they've they really have kind of got the right balance with it. Um, and that's quite rare in TV, do you know what I mean, for these concepts. And you're saying, well, Legends is good in certain areas, but but pretty shit in others. You know, we, we're going to discuss Gotham in lengths and, and I've grown to quite like it, but I, I'm not a fanboy by any means. Um, so I'll be quite honest about that, quite blunt about that. So, and that's what we, we will do on this show as well. We're not just going to come on and say everything's the best made thing in the world because we know they're not. Do you know what I mean? Some of the elements of these are great, but some could be approved upon. And, and I think we're, we're generally quite fair with that. Um, at the minute, we haven't really found much of Marvel. Marvel, we can criticise too much, but we we will find something, I'm sure, over time, maybe. But I think we're just talking from perspective. Of, you know, we want things to be done the right way and work really well. I mean, Suicide Squad's around the corner, and another trailer today, and that's looking pretty pretty exciting. And and that's what we want to see more of. Do you know what I mean? It's I'd I'd love to see. Did you talk about a Batman Arrow kind of? At some stage, or is that someone else? Um, doesn't sound like me. No, it's not ringing any bells. But I have it's got a memory like a sieve with a big hole in the bottom of it. That's true. You can't remember any of our guests' names ever. Um, no, no. I forget your name sometimes. I well, like calling you Vanessa. Don't call me Wilson, otherwise that's getting really weird. No, Wilson is my dog. Listeners, Wilson is, is the best thing ever. If you follow Stu on any form of social media, you will know that Stu's got a dog. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Like worse than babies. Like Much a lot. Worse. Yeah. On that note, let's, let's use my amazing dog, who's the most handsome thing ever, as a little segue to just have a very quick break. So just stay where you are. We'll be back in a sec. You're listening to the Anfield Index Podcast Channel. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Okay, thanks for bearing with us. Just before we carry on, can you remember enough of the season 
to pick out your favourite villain other than Zoom? I liked the Black Canary portrayal as a villain. Remind me what she was called, if you know. Or is she just Black Canary? No, I forgot. It was Black Siren. Yes. I thought that was pretty cool. And then I, I think Killer Frost, to be honest, in her form. Yeah, Killer Frost was brilliant. The, the, the dynamic of seeing the, the pure and ultimately good Caitlin as a proper bit. She was good, man. She was very good. And, and she had the time of her life as well. Danielle Panabaker said she loved being able to do that, to let her hair down and, you know, to not be the, uh, the little science nerd to be the. She was, she's a very goody character as well, isn't she? she? Is. Let's she, be honest. Like, she's like the goodiest good. I mean, Cisco gets a lot of the one liners. Cisco's the comic relief. And she, she always seems to, to be the one who mostly what she offers, it's the science. It's what she can do. You know, she was trying to help Jay with his, his genetic problems. And she, she's always able to sort out Barry when he's injured. But this was obviously a massive 180 for her to be. The villain, she was, no pun intended, she was cold-hearted, she was mean, she was vicious at times. And it, it, was, it was the way she spoke, it, it just worked, didn't it, to be honest, because uh, it's the Earth 2 versions of people, I don't know, at times you're a little bit like, eh, I don't know if, if it made much of a, a difference. I, I hated the Barry version, I'll be honest. Absolutely hated that version of Barry. He was like 3,000% more nerdy. I know, he, he was, he was a bit like, of a, wet ba- a wet, wet blanket, wasn't he? He was like the worst portrayal of Clark Kent I've ever seen. Do you know what I mean? That kind of really dry, droll, no personality. I just thought that was terrible. But yeah, Caitlin Killer Frost just, just nailed it. She was just brilliant. Um, and I thought she, she kind of held that, that world together a little bit. Do you know what I mean? I, I thought she was the one that made it quite interesting she had quite a key part in that area as well to be fair yeah she did because she she went out and came back didn't she and she she played quite an important part with getting them out of zoom's lair and and the, the bit where you had caitlin meeting caitlin and earth one caitlin fight thinks that she can trust killer frost and it turns out that shock horror killer frost is a massive bit and we had uh we had death storm who was the the, the earth two version of firestorm which was good it was nice to see to see Ronnie Raymond uh, back in and they had a really good scene in the police station uh, where everyone was flipped. So you had Deadshot is now the police captain and when Barry calls him Deadshot, it turns out that they take the piss out of him by calling him Deadshot because he's really crap with a gun. And and Captain Singh is now the bad guy. So everything's just a little bit, little bit on its head. And I like the way that Earth 2 looked. I I thought it it looked awesome actually. It was very sort of, it was, it was quite art deco, wasn't it? Very, I don't know, 40s, 50s inspired. Yeah, it, it was. Yeah, it was quite inspired in that, that, that way. I don't know when we were talking about noir, but it's got that kind of edge to it. Yeah. Oh, if we say noir, people will think we're dead classic, just noir. 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 I've said awesome about 10 times. So I'm oh, not fuck. classy on this part. We might have to say noir for a bit longer then, and I've sworn a few times. Exactly. Oh, fuck it. Just give up. It's all right. You, you can't, you can't polish a turd. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think Killer Frost is a pretty good shout. And then there was. What about you, Anderson? I'd, I'd, I'd have to say Killer Frost. Uh, and King Shark was great just for the visuals of having a he giant did, look, he did look, shark. He did look pretty fucking awesome, didn't he? he was I, probably you know. the scariest villain they've had on there because you look at a lot of the other ones and you're like, oh, well. Oh, we can move a bit of weather. Yeah, you, you know. You're tall and you're strong, but it's like, 
fuck, you're a massive shark. <laughs> and, and Gorilla Grodd as well. I love the way they've done Gorilla Grodd with the, with the telepathy, because the way they do his voice, it makes him sound even more sinister. Yeah, a lot of people, like I said, it might be reaching for a lot of people, but Gorilla Grodd's quite a, a famous, you know, character, really he well is, known. He's one of the most famous in the what what's called the Flash Rogues Gallery. Yeah, it, it was a big risk bringing him in. But it, now it's a massive risk. Yeah, 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 exactly. And he's another budget hog. Do, doing a Gorilla Grodd episode takes up so much of their money because, again, as with King uh, with King Shark, you've got to. You've got to animate him. And this time we did see him. We saw him climbing and swinging and interacting with three or four different members of the cast. And he looks brilliant. And now we've got Gorilla City on Earth 2. That is going to be a huge episode next season, if not a two-parter. Yeah, that's true. Um, other than that, I mean, I, I don't I, know. It wasn't a massive, it wasn't a massive series of villains, like maybe the first one was, because they did introduce villains, you know, that, that he'd brought over from Earth 2, so he was brought over at certain occasions, but none of them were standout, were they? They were all like bit part kind of villains. It didn't really, I don't know, other than the Black Siren kind of taking down buildings, which was which was pretty extreme. I don't know if any of them really made their mark in, in this series, really. No, they, they didn't. I think a lot of them were. It, it was very much a narrative to, to get Barry to do certain things. Yes. A, a lot of them, they... They're in it for a short space of time because Barry needs to learn to do X. So or get like, faster or he needs to do this or yeah, do that. Yeah, like exactly. Like when he learned how to, how to throw the lightning bolt. He, he, he learned how to do that because he needed to be a specific person and that was the only way to beat him. And it, it, it works. It's good. You know, it shows Barry's development, which is what you expect. They've got to do that. Exactly. Yeah, They've got to do it. He just turns up all of a sudden and he goes, well, I'm gone, guys. I found out that if I do this, I can throw a bolt of lightning. <laughs> It, it doesn't make much sense. So for him to have been told to do that by, by Wells or to have been by Jay, I think by, by Jay. Yeah. Jay, Jay was another good one. Jay sort of took on that mantle, didn't he? Of, of Wells. He did. From yeah. He was of, kind of the part mentor kind of role. Yeah, wasn't well, he, so. well, you know, on my earth, we can do this and he goes, all right. Okay. Well, maybe I can do that. And when he's running on water, you know, in the, the King's Yeah, so that's, that's pretty awesome. That's something that you probably wouldn't have... It, fucking said it again, fuck's sake. If, if, if you were the Flash, you wouldn't instinctively think, well, I can walk on water. You know, you'd be afraid to try it in case you got halfway out into the middle of the ocean and then you just stopped and you, you sank or something. <laughs> so it, it, it was good to do it. Um, the, yeah, it was. It was good to do it. Yeah, it was. So, yeah, they, they all... Worst villain? Worst villain? Um, worst... Who's the Joker-esque guy? Trickster. I can't stand him. I'll be I, honest. I like him because it's Mark Hamill, and I would watch Mark Hamill. I know. Do anything because it's so bad, though. It's uh, so from, bad. From a character point of view, it's atrocious. It's atro it's, it's so awful. 80s. The only way he could be worse is if he just wore spandex, just all spandex, because that's the only way it could be more eight. Oh God, that'd be awful. And if he came out carrying a, a massive boombox that was playing Wham. That, that would Does be he have thing. like suspenders? Does he have like? I think he has suspenders. Oh, and they're God. probably like pink and yellow and lime green and day. I hate lines. it. I hate it. I'll be honest. It's the worst element of it. But yeah, there was only one episode, wasn't there? I think we had to succumb to the trickster. Yeah, this ridiculous bullshit. But you know, other than that, 
yeah, pretty good villains. Um, I think Zoom character, Zoom's character is, is the key in all of it, isn't it? Let's be honest. It is, um, and, and it was good because he was, while Zoom was always in the foreground, Jay, the obviously the real bad guy, was always in the background. Like you said, he was the mentor, he was the friend. He then starts becoming the love interest. And all the while, you're none the wiser that he's using all of his information. I've just remembered what it was that gave him away. It was yeah. the episode with Dr. Light, remember where they had earth they used the the earth one doppelganger of, of earth two's dr light i've completely forgotten the name and they they had that stage fight with barry yes where she was pretending that she had powers and cisco had rigged up the gauntlets to give her light-esque powers it, it, i remember say, if you watch that the only people that knew that that was a trap was the tick was team flashing jay so how else did zoom know not to appear because they threw the symbol, didn't he? Through the breach, and Zoom was supposed to come out. That—that's what happened in it. And the only, and, and that was it. And they were saying, well, if you go back and watch that now, it's pretty obvious that either somebody in that room was Zoom, or somebody in that room had fed back to Zoom. Because otherwise, how did he know that it wasn't the real? You know, it wasn't a real fight. That—that that was the little breadcrumb that I forgot about. But yeah, and it's probably other ones as well. Whole, but... Across the whole series. I thought Zoom was a brilliant bad guy. Yeah, Next he was. Season, they can't have another speedster as a villain. If they're going to do another speedster for anything, they've got to bring in Wally West as a version of the Flash. I doubt you've it. just someone's just died there, Stu. You, you honestly, we've discussed this. This is a massive spoiler, even though this comics existed. For many, 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 many years, I'm afraid. Whoever that listener was, well, we've lost him. We've lost him. I have. We have, and I'm. I'm sorry, but I'm just not accepting that it's a spoiler because it happened in the comics in 1986 or something, <laughs> where Barry Allen died in inverted commas, and he stayed dead for like 30 years. But anyway, we, we saw that moment in in the the episode in here where Barry air quotes died and we know he yes. didn't die he emerged with the speed force hashtag Stu predicted this and Stu got it right I said after the episode what did you think about the speed force episode it was a bit cheesy but I understand why they did it because they haven't really explained no they the have speed force is and it, it was it, a bit weird right it was a bit weird it was a little bit it was a bit creepy I thought it was a bit of, yeah the, the way they made it sentient but that that's what it's supposed to be, the speed force. It's like, it's kind of like the force in Star Wars. It's this force that's, I know. that's always there in the background, but only very select few people have got access to it. But Yeah, when, they were what, just trying to, I don't know, they're trying to give it an identity and obviously doing it through the, the dead mother, not dead, dead, you know, can't really get used to these timelines. But um, whatever they were doing with it, it's it kind of, I, I kind of understood why they needed to do it. It just seemed to take quite a long time in that episode, pretty much the whole episode until he came back, wasn't it? Um, it, it was, and it, it was a little bit of a disjointed one because you, you, you were sort of, you were stuck. I think you were expecting more. I think I it was building momentum, and then that episode hit, and everyone went, oh, well, last week it was really exciting. Barry you know was going to get his like? speed back, you know. It, it was like Walking Dead after the, the Glenn Is He Alive, Isn't He Alive episode. We haven't covered that yet, just for spoilers. Yeah, and all of a sudden, then they just took three weeks off without answering it. And you, it was six going, weeks almost. Jesus, was it? I thought it was three. It, 
Oh, we'll have to discover that. It, it took a while. It felt like a lifetime. Put it this way, it honest. wasn't the next episode, was it? We built up to this massive cliffhanger and then went, ah, you can wait, now you did. I think it was four or five. It's ridiculous how long it took for them to decide that. Um, well, we have got to wait a whole nine months, haven't we, to find out yeah, who bastards. got the head caved in. But um, anyway, that's completely off on the tangent. Um, yeah, anyway. it, did, it did feel a slightly, uh, a slightly mistimed episode to take that long for anything to happen. But then was there, what, two after that or only one after that? There, the was, there was only a couple. Yeah, it was only a couple. They, they teased when, when Barry dies and becomes one of the Speed Force, you see this, this energy wave get, get shot out, doesn't it? Yeah. And Wally and Jesse both get zapped with it. They did tease it, yeah. Now, in the comics, both of them are, are speedsters. Jesse is called Jesse Quick, which is the nickname that her dad calls her. He calls her Jesse Quick because of her quick mind because she's a very sharp girl. And, and Wally, at the time that Barry dies in the Crisis on Infinite Earths, which is a brilliant storyline from the 80s, but it is the biggest head fuck you've ever read. I reread it recently and it hurts. It, it's very. <laughs> did, it, did, it, did it make less sense than when you read it the first it time? It did. It made less sense yeah. than when I read it than when I was probably 14 or 15. So I'm 20 years older, but I'm 20 years more confused. Who says that? TV's not dumbing down our generation, eh? And video games. I owe a lot of my stupidity to video games. So do I. Yeah. Long lives video game-related stupidity. And then, when, so when Barry dies, Bar- uh, Wally was Kid Flash. And the only way he thought that he could honour Barry's memory was to become the Flash. You know, the Earth needs the Flash. It, it can't lose that. Similar to what would happen, you know, if Batman ever died, properly dead, buried <sighs> underground, Dick Grayson would step in because Gotham needs the Batman and so on and so forth. I just shuddered then. Imagine if Batman died. Honestly. At some point, they probably will. When you're thinking They the comics, won't do it. Not in our lifetime. Well, I think they yeah. will. Do but you the, think they will? I think they have to because everyone... I mean, Wolverine's dead now. Wolverine's dead. They killed off Captain America. They killed off Barry Allen for 30 years. As far as comic book deaths go, I think Barry Allen is the longest one. You know, out of major characters, not like Uncle Ben who was killed off in the 60s or, or anything like that. You know, out of actual He's killed heroes. off within 10 minutes of everything ever produced, Uncle Not even ben. 10. Or like, you know, Bruce's parents and stuff like that. You know, out of actual characters, I think Barry's been the longest one because he stayed dead for three decades. I think we need to do a, a, a part around the quickest deaths in comic books. Yeah, we can work that. That, that, <laughs> that could be quite interesting. We can time them. So what I thought was going to happen is when, when I predicted, because I'm a smart ass, that Barry was in the Speed Force, I thought he would be out for one or two episodes. And in that time, something would happen. Like Wally would be like, well, I'm, I'm getting back to me. You know, I'm, I'm, I've been knocked out. I'm getting back to full fitness. I'm going to go on the treadmill. And all of a sudden he goes, hang on. I'm running at like, you know, a couple of hundred mile an hour. What the fuck's going on? And he turns I, I, around. I still think they'll maybe introduce that. They, they've got to because he's now been, he's now got some element of the speed force in him, whether it's sort well, of. Well, I think it'll trigger it somehow in the, in the third series anyway. Yeah. But the only thing is, I don't know what's happening with the guy that plays Wally. Jesse is being confirmed as a, as a season three regular. So she's going to be in it. Interesting. She's, she's got to be in it now as a speedster. I'm pretty sure that Wally will be in it because it wouldn't make sense to bring him in, integrate him with Joe, all the awkwardness with him and Iris. We, and we've said as well with him, that kid ain't going to get a better part. He's not. He's, he, he's, he's wonderful. 
he's a shit actor. I'm sorry. It's it's he really really struggles to grasp any emotion at all. Um, he's just doing the brooding teenage thing all the time. He's like a bloody teenager. It's just oh god, it's exhausting. It is a little bit, but it it wouldn't make sense to have all all that all the problem and all the tensions resolved and then to just dump him. No, he's got he's got to have some part to play. He's got to be in it. And if he's in it now, he's got to be in it with some element. Maybe it's over the course of a season. Maybe Barry begins to mentor him, you know, and this, this is what brings them together almost as brothers, you know, that he, Yeah, it'd be interesting. It'd be interesting if they go that way as long as. Because he knows now, doesn't he? He finds out right at the very end that Barry is the flash. Yeah, he knows. Yeah. Whereas previously, I mean, he, he had that moment, didn't he, where he met him on the rooftop and he said, thank you for saving his life. And he's he probably the most non incognito, you know, superhero ever, isn't he, Barry? He just literally tells people on a whim that he's the flash. Yeah. And then Jesus, man, come on. And that's actually reminded me of probably my most annoying bit about the series. Go on. The, the, the bit with Patty. He's in love with her. He wants to be with her. <sighs> And she says, and all he's got to do is tell her the truth. And he can't fucking do it. But he tells everyone else. I know. It's literally, you know, one minute he won't tell her. Then he'll go down the street and just tell random people, it feels like. It's like, mate, come on. There's too many people now. And when you think that not one of them is the woman that he loved, it just makes me want to punch one of the writers and go, see. I don't know if he really loved her. You know, he was just, it's a rebound kind of Iris thing all over again. Yeah. She's lovely. Chantel, something or other. And she was good. I was surprised they wrote her out as quick. She was as she good. Did. Yeah, she was good. I kind of like the whole um, police. Uh, the task what do you call Task force. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And exactly. She was a good foil for Joe, wasn't she? Because Joe was, Joe was sort of cock of the war. You know, he didn't really have to answer to anyone because Singh just left him to do his own thing. But with her, he then found himself struggling to, to come up with the lies and to, to not tell, he obviously wanted to tell her, but neither one of them knew until the last possible second if they could actually trust her. Yeah. It. And then of course Barry does tell her, but it's too fucking late. He tells well, her when she's on the train. And if you told her like two hours before, so it, it, it's a bit of an annoying just, She's just a bit of a, yeah, she's a bit of a peripheral character, isn't she, in that sense? She was there for a, a short period and uh, I don't know. It was never going to lead to, much changing in the overall storyline, maybe bar her getting killed or something by Zoom at one stage or another might well have happened. But yeah, I don't know, mate. I think, I think she was, she was quite good. I think as, as always, like the, the, you know, all the cast were, were fairly solid throughout. It's a good one for Cisco. Cisco's really blossomed in season two. He's now, he's now got more of a grip on his powers. And with the, the Earth 2 crossover, he's now seen with Reverb what he's capable of. And yeah, the I, I, I still don't know as a character. Is is he capable of extremely high powers? I've read yeah. quite a bit. Yeah. Yes. Cisco as why have I forgotten his name? Um, Vibe. Oh, Vibe. Cisco yeah. as Vibe is a very, very powerful character. More along the lines of what Reverb was, where he's re- he's fully you know maximised his potential. Yeah. Towards the end of the season, he's ma- he's mastered opening up the the breach. Yeah, you can open up the breach. You can open the yeah. breach between Earth 1 and 2, which is pretty good considering all he could do previously. Was, and he, was he, he had a bit of kind of force power, didn't he, against 
what's his face the siren lady black siren i think black or, siren, yeah yeah i think he had a bit of power in his he had a little bit but he couldn't control it could he it's no 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 but he's, moment. he's starting like to show reflex. moments of it yeah exactly so, so presumably at some point next season i think they're going to end up having a conversation with well you know i i wouldn't be surprised if it didn't link in with the wally stuff say wally wally starts displaying his speed force like maybe he goes for a run and he comes back and his shoes have been melted and he's like, you know, Joe, Dad, I think something, you know, I think something's happened. <laughs> Barry takes him under his wing and starts teaching him and then Cisco's like, well, hang on. My are we going to put these on the Stu's, Stu's box of predictions? Are we, are we it's not it? so much a box as it is like a freight train with many, it's, many, many... It's cars. like an encyclopedia, isn't it? It's like War and Peace. Encyclopedia. Encyclopedia. We're getting worse here. Or we're getting better here. No, getting worse. We're getting worse. Yeah, we're getting worse. Yeah. So anyway, as, as we wrap up the as we wrap up the season, yeah, Zoom's gone. We've we've introduced the real Jay Garrick in in John Wesley's shit, which was great seeing him in the it was age flash suit. It was a really nice tip of the hat because and, and it was it was quite time. nice Barry having lost his dad. So quite yeah, that there was there was a, quite a lot of. There was a lot of death, wasn't there, and darkness in the last few episodes, in fairness. Yeah, yeah and, quite... and especially with the time travel where they... So, season one, Barry goes back, has the opportunity to save his mum. Doesn't. Barry tells Barry that he can't do it. But now you've got Barry telling other Barry, well, tough shit, I've done it. So, we don't know what's going to happen in season three because Barry's mum dying was the catalyst for him wanting to become a CSI because he wanted yeah. to help the world and he wanted to find out who killed his mum. So if his mum never dies, does he ever become a CSI, in which case he would never have become the Flash. He well, never, exactly. He would never have, have uh, related with Star Labs. He would never have met Cisco and Caitlin. And, I, th- but, I think a lot of time travel does does confuse things a little bit. Do you know what I mean? I, I know you, you said it's the famous thing that it's setting up in terms of the comic arc and stuff, and I, I'm completely on board with that. I just... I just think too much time travel then just gives it free reign to do what it, it will with the story. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It kind of, it's a reset button, isn't it, at times? And well, it's, it, it's literally, it's the master reset. I mean, this reboots the entire Flash universe right yeah. back to Barry being whatever he was, 10, 11, 12 years old. Well, exactly. Yeah. But what Grant Gustin has said is when the, when the title for episode one of season three was announced, it's called Flashpoint. He said, I've read the comics. I've watched the film because there's a brilliant animated movie. If you do get the chance, uh, the Flash uh, Flashpoint Paradox is a brilliant animated movie, but it's probably the darkest one that DC have done. It's not really suitable for young kids, as my mate Zaren found out when he watched it with his then six-year-old. Oh dear! It's a little bit bloody and a little bit gruesome. So, if you trust your kids with a bit of blood and a bit of gore, fine. If you don't, leave it for a few years. But you yourself should definitely watch it. It tells the story very well, but the TV show isn't doing a total retell. They're doing an adaptation of it so that it will be along the lines of there is the flashpoint paradox. Barry went back in time, changed the thing. Now the present is different. It, that's going to be it, but they're not going to do it word for word as it's done in the comics because that would take too long because yeah. that, that goes into a whole thing of, the flashpoint paradox involves the reverse flash and 
they're embroiled in this seemingly never-ending battle, um, and ultimately Barry has to kill the Reverse Flash to stop him from tormenting his family throughout history. And they're not going to do that. It, it will be, presumably, Barry goes back to the present, thinking everything's going to be a bit weird. It's all completely on its head. He hates it, so he time travels again and has to reset it. So it's going to probably go back to the point where he then again has to let his mum die because he's got to let events unfold as they have done, where he gets his powers, the reactor, the supervillains, Team Flash, linking in with uh, Arrow and the Legends of Tomorrow and all the rest of it over the however many years it's been. He's got to let it happen. It, it's similar, yeah. you know, if you went back and stopped Batman, uh, Bruce Wayne's parents from dying, he wouldn't be Batman or the villains or the deaths that wouldn't have occurred because there wouldn't be super villains. But at the same time, all the good that Batman has done wouldn't have been able to, to have happened because Batman wouldn't have existed. And it, it does get a bit timey-wimey. It does get a little bit confusing. So I think they, will, they, they will simplify it a little bit and it will probably... I think they'll simplify it quite a lot. Yeah, and yeah. It's prob- I would say it's probably going to run for the first few episodes. So maybe episode one, what the fuck's going on? Episodes two and three, trying to find a way to get back. And then episode four or five, maybe they reset everything and nobody's got any memory of what happened apart from Barry. Cause every time Barry travels, he obviously remembers everything. He does. So yeah. He's now, he's already burdened now with what's happened. You know, he's, he's seen his mum die. Then he saved her. He's then had to watch his dad die in the present day. And realistically, he knows that he's got to go back and let his mum die again. At some point, you know, after these first few episodes, he's going to have to let his mum die. Or, e- or even he has to go back and kill her himself. Because maybe he, maybe they won't he's go there. Well, maybe he's... I don't know. I mean, it'd be quite good if he did. They probably wouldn't on CW. It's more of a Netflix. They movie. wouldn't go there. No chance. They probably wouldn't. I'm not putting that one in the official predictions pile. I'm so, rambling now. Yes, yeah, so, it's so not anyway, happening. Season three was set up for a big, what the fuck has happened? We don't know. Yeah, there'll be a few episodes of that. I, I think it'll be typical of it where, you know, a few episodes of, of, of establishing what is going on now, what's going to happen. You know, maybe episode five or six, I'll introduce the villain of some description and then they'll, they'll move on to the mid season finale and then it'll all kind of transpire into the second half of the season. I think in general, that's just the way the show goes a little bit. It's, it's not a bad thing necessarily if you, if you're kind of expecting it. Um, but I wouldn't expect it to kick off with a bang. Although if they did, it'd be a nice welcome change to the way it's been going the last couple of series. Yeah. So have you got any predictions for season three? No, not yet. I, I'm, I'm, I might need to rewatch actually a little bit of that second series and just kind of feel the way it's going. But um, it's going to be good, man. I, I, I think you know. I think they've really started to nail it. To be honest, they they started taking a few risks and they got a little bit edgier, and I think that was kind of needed in that second series. So it's good. Zoom was a, a, an edgy, dark character. It was good. Yeah, very good. So as always, if if you yourselves have got any any predictions, please talk to us on Twitter. Um, we'd like to know your favourite bits, your least favourite bits, favourite villain, least favourite villain. Especially, I, I'm personally interested in any predictions anyone's got for the for going forward, because as we've said, once you start bringing in time travel, and they did it a couple of times in this this series, as they did in series one, you can pretty much do anything because anything they do, they're then going to undo shortly thereafter. So. 
if if you're not making a prediction, is there anything you would like to see? Anything you'd you know say Barry travels back and say Barry has been arrested because there was that one bit, wasn't there, in season one where you saw Barry time traveling? You see Barry is on the other side of the police uh, the the prison glass, and it's his dad who's the free man talking to him. Maybe that's a timeline that unfolds. Maybe it's his dad that dies and his mum goes to prison or something. You know, if you've got any ideas, then please do let us know. Um, you know where we are on Twitter. Obviously, we're AI Comic Pod. Um, Facebook, it's facebook.com slash AI Comic Pod. And Rory, care to have a stab at our website? Uh, it's www.aicomicpod.co.uk. Excellent. Got it in one. Very good. Yeah. Um, we will hopefully see you in a week or so if we're doing Gotham. Um, if not, you know, always suggestions, uh, any, any kind of really not weird comments that people keep suggesting, but anything normal, uh, we're happy to give it a good go. Um, there's a few bits we need to cover. And if Marco's free at some point, we need to get back on the walking dead because comic comes around the corner and I think that'd be a big trailer on release. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Comic Con is very, very close. So there's going to be a lot of, a lot of stuff coming out. There's bound to be um, teasers for new season of Arrow, Legends, Supergirl, and Flash. There's going to be more Suicide Squad footage. There's probably going to be more Doctor Strange. Then there's, oh, Suicide Squad preview. Yeah, we need to do that soon. It's already been confirmed by James Gunn. There is going to be Guardians of the Galaxy two footage. Oh God, yes. Um, and they're going to have a big panel. Chris Pratt's already confirmed to be there, and he didn't name anyone else, but he said there's going to be... Uh, lot, there'll know, be a lot, lot of them there. It's got to be all the Guardians, plus, you know, Yondu's going to be there, and, you know, some of the more recognisable names. You'd, I mean, I, I wonder if Sylvester Stallone might be there to sort of... Feel nah, some nah, nah, not yet, not yet. But, yeah, that, that that's coming up very, 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 very soon. So that'll be brilliant. And as Rory just said, we will be doing a Suicide Squad preview because it's out very soon. Um, Good any, stuff. Anything else you want to plug before we go? No, no, no. Just just uh, download the app on your your chosen format um, and check us out. And yeah, that's all good. Thanks very much for listening again. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you later. It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.